A little kid wrote this. My teacher told us that in this world, nothing is free. But there's lots of things that are free. Breathing is free. Talking is free. Looking at beautiful sky is free. Getting old is free. Listening to the sound of wind is free. Smiling is free. Dreaming is free. You know, we were meant to live free in every possible way. That's how God created us, for us to live in this world free. But then somehow we got restrained, controlled, captured, tied and arrested, dictated and manipulated, and no longer free. Not only physically, but more so mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And the good news is this. The creator, our creator, did something about this. And this was big. It was huge. Just as big as he created the heavens and the earth. And God created this extraordinary event to make everything free again. That's the event that he created. And what is amazing is that he carefully and very carefully planned it Thousands of years prior to this particular event. So that through this event, the heavens will become free again. That saving grace will be free. That once again, we can become his children. And that right to be his children is to be free, to, be, to free. So what was this event? The event was called crucifixion. The greatest story ever told in the world is this sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross. There will never be another story more moving, more inspiring, more powerful, more touching, and more comforting than the story of crucifixion. Yes, there are so many uh, touching stories and movies that inspire people, and Hollywood is making lots of money telling that stories. But none, none, can help us to live free again. No matter how touching, how inspiring a story may be, it cannot free us. Only the story of crucifixion. This event was not coincidental. It was planned, it was foretold, and it happened. So we're continuing with our series on the Messianic prophecy, meaning it was foretold and it happened. 
Before this series, we studied the spiritual gift. One of them was spiritual gift of prophecy. You'll notice that in this series, I'm going in parallel with the messianic prophecy and the spiritual gifts of a prophecy. What is the difference? The spiritual gift of prophecy is our part. It's given to us in the New Testament for us to help one another, to encourage one another, to, to comfort one another so that our growth in Christ can grow. 1 Corinthians 14, 3, 4 says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men. That's you and I speaking to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. That's in the Bible. And how do we receive that spiritual gift? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then what is messianic prophecy? Messianic prophecy is not something you and I speak, but is what is already spoken by our God. And it was clearly recorded in this Old Testament. What does this mean? Our God foretold us that this is going to happen. Give me one event in your life that you can foretell what is going to happen and happens exactly the same way. There is a relationship between messianic prophecy and the spiritual gift of prophecy. Knowing the messianic prophecy gives us the assurance and the confidence of all things. It gives the confidence that in all things, it is planned by God. So far in this series, we talked about his lineage, the genealogy, his birth and ministry, mistreatment, and misunderstanding. So if you have missed some of them, and they are really good, it's just that you go to podcasts and catch up. In lineage, we talked about how we are all children of God, which means that we belong to his lineage. We belong to our Lord's lineage. That it goes right back to 6,000 years. Why? How is it so? Because in the beginning, when God gave life to Adam, he did it with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was conceived, when he was given birth during this season, he was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we are born again in Christ, we become born again in Christ, Holy Spirit. So therefore, we are all linked. So therefore, we belong to his lineage. Therefore, we are called his children. His birth was foretold from the place that he will be born of a woman, a virgin, and even his name was foretold and it was fulfilled. Ministry with Jesus, that he will come and give us the gospel news, the news of gospel that is free and he prayed that he will preach. Last week, we talked about mistreatment and misunderstanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. The lesson here is that when we are misunderstood, mistreated, be encouraged because God is up to something, something, a new event for you. 
the fact that Jesus would be mistreated and misunderstood is foretold in the Old Testament is a tremendous assurance in believing that our God has purpose in all our trials. In the next few weeks leading up to Christmas, we'll be talking about his office, deity, salvation, and his ascension to heaven. But today, we'll focus on crucifixion. No heroic story ever told to this date or in the future will come close to the story of crucifixion. That a man will die for one another. That a man will die to save one another. That a man will die to give hope. That a man will die to take us back to that great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather who united us all, if you want to call him the creator. That a man who was the son of God would die so that we can live free from the bondage of guilt and sin. No story will ever be greater than this. Give you some examples. Story of Cinderella. Just about every American's young and old grew up watching this story of purity and innocence. It's touching us, but it cannot free us from our anxieties and our hurts. The story of a beauty and the best beast. The story of love. You love so much. When you love so much, you let go. It's touching and it's beautiful, but it cannot free us. The story of a Titanic, yes, it's truly the story of a sacrifice. It is moving, give us tears, but it cannot free us from guilt and sin. Might as well add my story about giving up my heart to that young girl next door. It's been far-reaching, but it cannot free us. Let me just add Last couple, last week, a few days ago, I received a fascinating news. Got a call from the publication company that produced my second book called Favor, which I describe about this story about giving up the heart. The news is that one of the movie producers read the book. She was so touched. She contact the publication company saying that they would like to turn the story into a movie. How about that? It's going to inspire people. It's going to touch people. But it cannot free them. But it can be used as a spiritual gift of prophecy to encourage and strengthen each other's faith. Then who is this author behind the story of crucifixion? And what is the storyline? The story of a crucifixion is this. Crucifixion is about being free. Crucifixion is to live free, not just physically, but from emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Crucifixion is to be free from guilt and sins. Crucifixion is to be born again 
as a new creation. Crucifixion is a pathway to freedom. Crucifixion is not just about suffering and pain. Crucifixion is not just about death. Crucifixion is not just about penalty. Crucifixion is healing. Crucifixion is comforting. Crucifixion is transformation. Crucifixion is renewing. Crucifixion is new beginning. Crucifixion is not one day event, but a pivotal point of transition from the past, present, and future. Transitioning from suffering to healing. Transitioning from the pain to comfort. Transitioning from cross to resurrection. Transitioning from one door closing to another one opening. Transitioning from a closure then to a new beginning. And all these transitions are real and possible because of the confidence we have from the Messianic prophecy that's recorded in here. Messianic prophecy is about being foretold in the Old Testament and in the New Testament being fulfilled. And when you believe in the meaning of crucifixion, you too can enjoy to live this world free from things that suppresses us. And you can say that everything in this world is free. Like that little kid who said, my teacher told us that this world, nothing is free. But there are a lot of things that are free. Reading is free, talking is free, dreaming is free. In addition, because of the messianic prophecy of crucifixion, getting healing from suffering is free, getting comforted from pain is free, getting renewed, transformed is free, getting a new beginning is free, getting a new life is free, getting the saving grace is free, and his love is free. Why is the crucifixion so important and significant? It's really, really simple. Because it was foretold. It didn't just happen and then we made something out of it. That's the story that we see in movies. Why it's so important and why it's so significant? Because it was foretold thousand years prior to the event. And it happened. It means that creator, our God, not only did he create the heavens and earth and people, us, he created an ultimate rescue plan that which was crucifixion. They, our God has rescue plan for every single one of you in addition to what he has already done. Because of a messianic prophecy of crucifixion, have confidence in whatever crucifixion you're going through, whatever challenges you're going through, God has rescue plan 
in his time, of course. Going back to the, the other message. Give me one greatest story that you love so much that you read to your kids and, and, uh, before they go to bed that you read that was foretold and happened. Nothing out there. The sovereignty of a Bible and the validity of Christmas are credible. Credible because it was foretold down to every detail. And it happened. Like, he will be silent before accusers. That he will be crucified with criminals. That his hands and feet will be pierced. That he will be mocked and ridiculed. That the soldiers will gamble. Gamble for Messiah's garments, that his bones will not be broken, broken, that the soldier will pierce his side, that he will be buried with the rich. So let's briefly review what was prophesied in the Old Testament, what was foretold in the Old Testament, and how it was fulfilled in the New Testament. Understanding gives us assurance and the confidence so we can exercise our spiritual gift of prophecy, encouraging one another can also help with your faith in Christ. Messiah would be silent before his accuser. First column is about messianic prophecy in the Old Testament. What was foretold? One on the right is the New Testament, how it was fulfilled. Isaiah 53, 7, he was oppressed and afflicted, and he did not open his mouth. This is Old Testament, before Jesus was born. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and a sheep before the shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. How did it, was, how was it fulfilled? Mark 15, 3, 5, the chief priests accused him of many things, so again Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of, but Jesus still made no reply. And Pilate was amazed. He kept silent and it was foretold. It happened when he was being accused in trial. Messiah would be spat upon and struck. Isaiah 56, I offer my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pull out my beards. Ouch, I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. That's Isaiah. It's a new Old Testament. Thousands of years before. Matthew 26, 6, 7. Then they spit on his face and struck him with their fist. Others slapped him. Ouch. Messiah will be crucified with the criminals. Isaiah 53, 12. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. He was, meaning he was with the other sinners, the robbers. Matthew 27, 38 says, two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. What was foretold happened. Messiah's hands and feet will be pierced down to the details that his, both of his hands and the feet is going to be pierced. It appeared thousands of years before 
it actually happened. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil men have encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. John 20, 25, 27. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. This is after Christ was resurrected and people did not believe him. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where his nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe it. That's like us, right? Show me the evidence. That's what we do. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with him. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came. Though the doors were locked, did you get that? He kind of walked right through the wall because he's now the Holy Spirit. Down to the details, right? Though through the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, my marks, scars. Reach out your hand and put it into my side where he was pierced. Stop doubting and believe. Soldiers would gamble for Messiah's garments. Man, details like this, that they're going to just gamble for. They want to cast their votes just to get his clothing. They're the one who killed him. But they somehow wanted his garment. Psalm 28, 22, 18. They divided, they divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Matthew, Messiah's bones will not be broken. Psalm 34, 20, he protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Even with all that's been going on, not one of them will be broken. John 19, 36. These things happen so that the scripture will be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. Here is the bottom line. The sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross will go down as the greatest story ever told. And the bottom line about this story for us today, there is no need to wait for another story. This is where this story ends. There's going to be no new story because it has been fulfilled. No crucifixion, no Christmas. No crucifixion, no beautiful stage decoration. No crucifixion, no salvation. No crucifixion, no grace. No crucifixion, no resurrection. No crucifixion, no freedom. Give me one nation in the world where Christianity has not been influenced and they are free. does not exist. Only the countries, whether in the past and today, has been influenced by the Christianity. Because of crucifixion, we are free. 
There will never be another story of disimportance because there is no other messianic prophecy mentioned in the Old Testament. Don't wait for another story. There is no other messianic prophecy mentioned in the Bible. This is it. Except one. What is that? That this same author of the story of crucifixion will return. That's in messianic prophecy. That Jesus will come back. That's been foretold. And you and I know now with the assurance and with the confidence that that too, that him returning will happen also when in his time. The essence of crucifixion that Jesus was born to fulfill the messianic prophecy is what we are celebrating in this Christmas. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. Yes, we thank you.